Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas radio program. This Thursday, June 10th, 2021, that is uh, 6102021. We welcome you to the Race Day show on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day in our neighborhood. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 a.m., where it's beautiful out this morning. The sky is blue, the sun is shining, the ground is dry, and it's 70 degrees already here in Las Vegas. However, we're not going to reach 100 today. It's only going to be 91. There's a breeze out there. Not a real big wind yet. Hopefully it won't get to that. But right now it's a nice, comfortable little breeze going on out there. It's going to top off at 91. Maybe the breeze will help keep us uh, at 91. And through the entire weekend, if you're uh, if you're planning on coming out to Las Vegas over the weekend, we'll be at uh, topped off at 99 tomorrow, and then on Saturday and Sunday we'll get past 100. Saturday it'll be 106, Sunday 108. But we'll be in the race books watching and betting the races, right? But a beautiful day here in our neighborhood here in Las Vegas as we emanate and originate all the race day Las Vegas radio programs from these studios. And over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM in Las Vegas. Covering the world on the internet at our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, dot vegas, dot world, dot global. Got all those dots out there. And of course, your devices, your iPhones and your Androids, you can get your phone app, the KSHP radio station phone app that you can hear us now streaming. Hear us now streaming on your devices. Those little smartphones they are. And, of course, um, anywhere you get podcasting, your favorite podcast outlet, just punch us in. Race Day Las Vegas, you'll get us. we got podcasting all over the place as well. So simply put, however, wherever, whenever you get us, welcome to the Race Day Show for this almost Friday, Thursday. After, after the big Memorial Day weekend, after the Triple Crown and everything, now we're just getting down to good old-fashioned handicapping and betting races out there in the some-some summertime. Coming up uh, shortly, of course, we got the transitions going on. Southern California, San Anita will go into their final two weeks, and then we go to Los Alamitos and then on to Del Mar. As you know, Belmont will continue, and then it'll go up to Saratoga, and we'll have the some-some summertime meets of Saratoga and Del Mar with peeps in the stands. That's right. Now that we have the, we have our arms wrapped around this, this COVID virus, this pandemic that we're controlling at the moment with good, uh, with good practices of safety and hygiene and vaccination, we are now getting people back in the stands, both at the racetracks, Saratoga, they're already starting to sell the tickets at Saratoga, Del Mar. Del Mar says they're going to be 100% of whatever their capacity is as well. So we're getting back, getting back to what we once took for granted as normal. As far as here in Nevada, 
Overnight, we had 217 new positives for the COVID virus in the entire state, 209 here in Clark County. But our infection rate in the entire state is 3.4%, and that's good. 3.4%. Here at Clark County, we're one tick higher where the mass of the population is, you know, Las Vegas and North Las Vegas, Henderson, etc. The Strip. We're at 3.5% infection rate. So we're still, we're all doing a good job. If you have not vaccinated yet, what are you waiting for? Don't wait, vaccinate, okay? Um, talking about how we're recovering here in Las Vegas in a big way. I mean, the real estate market is going nuts. We've got all of those projects, the big projects, the resorts world about ready to pop. Uh, we had Circa that actually opened up during the pandemic. We got the big Madison Square Garden sphere going on behind uh, the Venetian that's still uh, working. We got the uh, tube underneath the ground, the the the, uh, the transportation tube. You get in there and you go underground like a subway. Got all good stuff happening here up and down. And the conventions are back. The first big convention using the new expanded part of our um, convention center that was completed during the pandemic, the big, brand new, big extension to our convention center, the concrete uh, convention. They're the first ones to occupy it. They're they're in town. And the Cowboys are back, too. Now, of course, we'll have the National Finals Rodeo back in our usual spot in December. But the uh, professional bull riders are in town from the 11th to the 13th, so the Cowboys are back in town as well. So we're getting our sea legs back all over the place, here and across the country, that's for sure. And we do we do just uh, breathe a big sigh of relief and a sense of liberation coming back, right? Talking about sense of liberation, talking about coming back, Woodbine Racecourse will uh, open up on Saturday. We're expected to have all of our guys back covering Woodbine for you up there at Woodbine, our, our correspondents, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get somebody between today and tomorrow to kind of yap about it. But they opened, uh, they got the uh, first card set at Woodbine on Saturday. They had 123 horses entered over 11 races, so they're ready, chomping at the bit, no pun intended, to go at Woodbine. And that's going to be some fun racing up there because... With the uh, full fields they're expected to have and the great uh, stakes program they have up there and the competition they have up there, it's a good betting signal, that's for sure, to complement other betting signals. And, of course, to make, uh, kind of to put in the, you know, the center of attention uh, where uh, Churchill Downs used to be because we're still having our problems with them, with the Paramutual Association. Got late starts today. Belmont Park which is going to be the first race track up on our menu, doesn't start until 5 minutes afternoon Pacific time, 12.05 Pacific time. So you might be able to get a few errands done this morning. And, of course, for those of you listening to us outside the state of Nevada, we know Churchill is running out there. They've got a 2 o'clock Pacific time post time. So they're going to start at 5 o'clock there at Churchill. Got some bad weather going through there, so I understand that their turf races are going to come off the turf at Churchill tonight. As a matter of fact, the weather across the country, we're just beautiful here up and down the West Coast. Unfortunately, we don't have Santa Anita running today, but up and down the West Coast from the very, very, very south tip of the Baja in Mexico right up to the north tip of Washington and Oregon, it's just clear as a bell on the Pacific Coast. In fact, it's pretty much clear all through the southwest and the midwest, although we are experiencing a drought and heat conditions here in the west coast. The Gulf Coast is clean and clear. And as far as the Atlantic Coast is concerned, you got a little bit of action going on in the mid-Atlantic off the coast, going east in the mid-Atlantic. So it left some weather behind it, I'm sure, as it did in Kentucky, etc. And uh, really... Uh, uh, Missouri and Alabama are getting hit. That's about it. So the weather looks good for horse racing across the country. All right, what do we got here? All right, well, Linda Rice, as you know, she got her suspension and all that. She went to court, and she got was asking for a restraining order, and she got it. 
A court in Schenectady, New York, has granted a request by the trainer, Linda Rice, for a temporary injunction that will allow her to continue to train her horses as she appeals the license revocation that was made official by the New York regulators earlier this week, according to her attorney. So we'll wait and see how that shakes out. You know that Bob Baffert's already and his lawyers have already done the next stage of their battle with the uh, the positive for Medina Spirit in the Kentucky Derby. They say they have filed a lawsuit asking the court to compel the Kentucky regulators to allow testing of a urine sample that they collected for Medina Spirit because they say that the the prohibited drug, the positive, came from an ointment that was spread on the horse to treat a rash, that the, that drug was part of a uh, part of the ointment concoction that was spread on the horse. And they believe that the infraction or the, uh, the, the, the test of uh, the regulation of uh, failing the test comes from injecting with a needle those type of drugs into the horse to relieve his joints, etc. So since they did not inject the horse with this drug, that the regulation does not apply. That it was it was uh, saturated through the horse, and got the positive through an ointment that was spread on the horse. So we'll wait and see about that. Now we're getting into the real particulars, aren't we? All righty, time to get started. We're going to go to our break. We've got uh, <clears throat> John Linda with us today. We've got Rich Ang, and uh, you know Jerry Jay's on his little vacay now. But his power pages are available as usual, nonstop, uninterrupted. His power pages continue at Station Casino. So we do have his power pages for Belmont. He sent me a couple of pics for you at Belmont today. And he said, I'm the one that has to choose the link-ups. <laughs> are you ready for that? And, of course, Rich Yang and John Lindo. John Lindo has a Belmont report, too, today. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all right as we uh, look forward to the opening of uh, woodbine on uh, saturday uh, there is one stakes race this weekend coming up on uh saturday i'm sorry on sunday uh, on Sunday at Monmouth Park, they're going to, uh, of course, uh, present the Pegasus Stakes. Now, this is for three-year-olds, 150000 at a mile and 16th. And the reason why this race is going to draw a lot of attraction is because the horse who ran second in the Kentucky Derby, Mondaloon, returns to the races in the Pegasus. Now, you know if... 
it may take a while, but if it goes through the courts and the positives are upheld by the courts, etc., then Mondaloon's going to be declared the official winner of the Kentucky Derby if they disqualify Mr. Spirit, so to speak. All right? So, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, Medina Spirit gets disqualified and Mondaloon uh, becomes the official Kentucky Derby winner. And, of course, he's trained by Brad Cox, who has the Belmont Stakes winner, elusive quality. So the kind of the plot thickens throughout the the summertime with these three-year-olds while the adjudication and all the laws and all the, the lawsuits, etc., make their way through the legal system. And in the meantime, the Preakness winner, Rombauer, is sitting around waiting to, to go in his next race. So this could be an exciting second part of the year as we start uh, looking towards the March to the Breeders' Cup. But right now, elusive quality, uh, right now at halftime, elusive quality is the leader in the clubhouse right now at halftime for the three-year-olds. No doubt about that. All right, time to get to your menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. Um, first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day, you know the deal. They are reflective of the Pacific time zone because that's where we're at here in Las Vegas. We are race day Las Vegas, even though we go worldwide through all of those great, beautiful platforms of delivery we have. But remember, these first post times are that of the Pacific time zone because these will be the first post times that roll out in the race books today here in Las Vegas. We are race day Las Vegas. And so if you're listening here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the post times in our books today. However, if you're listening anywhere else on all of these platforms that we have the you know the internet sites and the devices and your phone streaming and podcasting and it goes on and on and on and you are not in the pacific time zone you'll have to adjust to the pacific time zone otherwise you'll miss something my goodness i don't want you to miss anything like i miss mom and dad okay all right so here's the menu of racetracks available today as i say Late start times today, taking advantage of uh, that good old daylight savings time, right? Huh? 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 What is it? The longest day of the year coming up? Isn't it sometime in June? I think June 21st is the longest day of the year. But right now we got the sun shining right to the 7 o'clock hour and beyond. So we have late start times. For example, our first track on the menu today is Belmont Park. Nine races today at Belmont and a first post time of 12.05. Five minutes afternoon Pacific time is the first race post time at Belmont Park today. Uh, and they have a pick six carryover, by the way. They didn't hit the pick six on Sunday. So Belmont Park, a regular pick six, not a jackpot or all that, uh, those provisions. It is a $1 base bet and not a $2 base bet. So the pick six carryover at Belmont Park today is $69,661. And your first post time is five minutes after noon, 12.05 p.m. Pacific time. Then you go right to Golden Gate. Golden Gate has a first post time of seven races at 1.20. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $33,976 in their pick six jackpot carryover at Golden Gate today. And a first post time again, as we say, at uh, 1.20. Then you go to Canterbury Park. Had an opportunity to watch and play Canterbury the last couple of days with the help of Dave Valento and Track Phantom. Interesting racing there, that's for sure. The race caller entertaining, too. First post time at Canterbury Park today is 3.10 for their eight race card. 3.10 at Canterbury Park. And they have eight races on tap at Canterbury today, okay? Then next, told you all, everything's late today. So that you can get some errands done. Evangeline Downs is next on the menu. They have eight races. Their first post time is 3.50, 3.50 today at Evangeline. Emerald Downs in the great northwest, and it's clear as a bell up there. 
Go figure, huh? Right? Claire Isabel up at Emerald Downs today. They have a first post time of 5.55 for their nine race card. Emerald Downs, first post, 5.55. And then we wrap it up with Charlestown. Charlestown has a first post time today of 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Charlestown. They have eight races at Charlestown today. And uh, they got to carry over in their pick six jackpot. $30,344. And that's your menu of racetracks today on this almost Friday, Thursday. Now, uh, we'll be back with uh, Rich Ang and John Lendo, and of course, Jerry J's picks for you. Rich Ang's doing hot because his Simo, uh, his Simo uh, picks yesterday, he gave us two picks on the air. He was with us yesterday. They both won. All right? Gave us a play at the, the Finger Lakes, won the fourth race. And a play at Canterbury Downs in the seventh race, and that was a winner. So two winners from two picks yesterday from Richie on the race day show. Can't wait to see what he's got for us today, as well as John Leno and Jerry J. So don't go away. We'll be back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. The Race Day Las Vegas show heard mornings Pacific Time, Wednesday through Friday, 7 to 8 a.m., Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Sports Talk, 1400 a.m. Streaming and archived on racedaylasvegas.com and on the KSHP phone app. You can reach us at the website, on Twitter at RacedayLVRalph, or RacedayLasVegas at Cox.net. Have a great race day. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on the Race Day Las Vegas radio program, and we're going to go to Rich Ang standing by now, who's sitting on the laurels of two picks and two wins yesterday. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rafi. I used your uh, pick at Canterbury to hit the uh, late pick five yesterday there. I singled that horse in that race, so thank you. <laughs> you, you, you're welcome, Ralph. And I, I do uh, kind of half apologize for the Finger Lakes horse. Half the field scratched, so it yeah. really lowered the odds of the horse. I know. But um, if, if, it, if it had been a full field, we would have got a square price on the horse. But uh, yeah. but still, he, had to, he won by like about 15 lengths. Yeah, he, he, like he ran off the screen. He paid $3 even. And again, it was only like a uh, – it started off as an eight-horse field, and half of it was scratched. So you – you really can't be penalized for the fact that they scratched half the half the field, but um, so it be. In any case, um, and the and the race at uh, Canterbury, uh, five furlongs on the turf. This race was over when they opened the gate. This horse took the lead, and uh, Jody's Angel was gone. 
Yeah, when I, I gave the pick out yesterday, I mentioned that uh, the horse had been running in Texas at Sam Houston and Lone Star and had real good early speed. And with the turf rail out at 20 feet at five furlongs, if the horse popped the gate, it was going to be tough to catch. And uh, that's exactly what happened. So sometimes uh, they run the way they look on paper, Ralph. You know, I got to tell you, uh, I know that you, uh, for your simulcast sheet, and you have one out there today. Today, you have a simulcast sheet that's available at the RacedayLasVegas.com website right now that covers, uh, I believe, you got uh, what? You had Belmont. Uh, let me see here. You got Belmont, Golden Gate. You got a few horses in there. Canterbury, you even stuck a few horses there at Churchill Downs for those who can play it outside of uh, Nevada. And um, so with handicapping all over the country, I got to ask you, I mean, do you have to apply different principles to different racetracks because of their configuration? And, and you know, uh, you know, most people, I think, when they handicap a particular racetrack and or circuit, they know the idiosyncrasies of the racetracks and how it's laid out and the, the horsemen, the jockeys there and the, and the uh, trainers and, and who has good relationships with all that other stuff there. But that's, that's, that's like a yeoman's job if you're trying to do that on all of the particular circuits that you search out for winners in the simul sheet. Well, you know, I can say this about, you know, following horse racing for four decades, working on five decades, Ralph, is that, uh, you know, I, I do love handicapping. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of uh, handicapping principles when you talk to certain people, read certain books, they, they say basically focus on one circuit and learn the circuits, trainers and jockeys and owners and trends and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I can understand where that's coming from. But uh, I love the flavor of horse racing at the different tracks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I spend time, you know, watching, you know, other racetracks and le- learning the idiosyncrasies, as you were explaining, at the other racetracks. Plus, Quite frankly, Ralph, I've worked at a lot of these racetracks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I really enjoy, you know, just looking at the races from all these different places. Now, you know, with the way uh, TVG has been in the you know, been on the broadcasting since uh, the late 1990s, uh-huh. you know, certain tracks that I would never have access to are now on my TV screen. And it's still fun to look at them. And, you know, some of them I bet, some of them I do not bet. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just the joy of trying to pick winners and trying to cash tickets and hopefully turning a profit. So, you know, you know I, I got to tell I you. I develop things that I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I do develop things that I like. Uh, I know people over the years uh, have heard me talk about cutback horses and trying to find loan speed or maybe races that are too loaded up in speed. And I certainly look for certain tendencies. Yeah, uh, handicappers, I think, have their um, niches, you know, their their things that they go by that they really like to apply when they're handicapping and we all you know handicapping is like you learn something every day it, it's a living and breathing um, function that if you get too uh, too um, you know uh, cemented in your ways of doing things that you you, you don't learn the, the game has changed we all know the game has changed I mean, just look at the triple crown they're talking about horses, uh, you know, a lot of horses from the Derby didn't go to the Preakness because the trainers say, hey, we can't come back in two weeks. In the old days, they used to have the Derby, you know, the Derby uh, trial on the Tuesday before the Derby on Saturday. So the game has changed mm-hmm. and handicappers have to change, too. But, you know, uh, when I, I came to Vegas, you know, like back in the mid-80s before the TVGs of the world and all that other stuff and simulcasting was just started. You and I, as a matter of fact, was part of a team at Turfway Park, believe it or not, folks, we brought into the state of Kentucky the first simulcast signal in Kentucky that prompted them to go uh, and start what they wanted to at the time, the Kentucky Racing Network. Uh, They never really got to that point, but all the racetracks jumped in on it right away. So I was telling people that, you know, I said, don't be fooled by the, the people that, you know, play the races in the books in Las Vegas because... In a lot of ways, they're sharper than a lot of other people who concentrate on their circuits because they didn't have phone apps, Internet, uh, TV networks, because they were going. People here in Las Vegas, when you go to the book, you go to the races on a national basis with the simulcasting coming in. You know as much going on in New York as you do in California. But yet in those days, the Californians didn't know that much about New York and vice versa. So, uh, you know, it, this was you know, like a, a good trying ground and, and a good way to cut the teeth for what we now have as uh, racing uh, around the world as close as your phone app on your phone. 
Yeah, you know, I, I agree with what you say, Ralph. And here's another angle too. Certainly, um, when I watch the track feeds, uh, I think a lot of these tracks have hired really good uh, on-air analysts. Yeah. And I know, for example, when uh, uh, you were working uh, with me at Turfway Park, uh, your opinion was just outstanding. And you know, people listen to you, and you know, your between races commentary. You were outstanding, and especially watching trips and things like that. If people actually pay attention to some of these uh, race, racing analysts, some of them do really an outstanding job and uh, can point some things out that hopefully will help in cashing tickets and picking winners and making money. I uh, hear you 110% right, except for your evaluation of me, but that's another case. Uh, <laughs> in any case, the, the, the team they have right now at Santa Anita, an excellent team if you're watching the simulcast signal because they got the – People on set, they got somebody in the paddock doing a quick interview with a, a horseman that they can grab in the paddock before each race. Then they have another correspondent at the starting gate that watch the horses warm warm up and give you a little bit of an insight in that. And these are all people who are horsemen and handicappers. They do a, a fantastic job, and I know they will continue to do that uh, throughout the California circuit in Southern California, that's for sure. Now, New York Racing Association has upped it completely with their association now with the Fox Broadcasting, Fox Sports Networks. Uh, Richie Migliori, in my opinion, has no equal. He is one of the finest broadcasters and gives an insight from all sorts of angles and their broadcast team on there. And I got to tell you, even at TVG, a lot of people who were, uh, you know, criticizing some of their on-air handicappers, etc., have pumped up and brought up their broadcasting presentation with all the new graphics and everything they're doing. Racing fans really right now, through technology and through the investment of uh, cable networks, etc., are really getting a lot, a lot more information to digest in a very entertaining and, and a way uh, that is timely than we ever had when we were doing stuff at the racetrack. Yeah, you know, someone like uh, Maggie Wolfendale who does yeah. work at the New York Racing Association. She could tell body I mean, language, she, for goodness sakes. Yeah, she really gives excellent insight. And if you listen to her, she really either leads you to horses that are uh, sneaky live or horses that maybe uh, don't look as good right. in the flesh as you would think on paper. So, yeah. it, it's you know, people like that are very interesting to listen to. And, you know, it, it's the old story, Ralph. You, Tell me something I don't know. Right. And, uh, that's, uh, and, and these people, uh, a lot of these people deliver. Exactly. And, and, you know, like everybody's always talking about horses leading up to the big racing days, like the Breeders' Cup and the Kentucky Derby, always sitting out there saying, oh, so-and-so worked great. He's supposed to work great. They're, they're going for the race <laughs> of their life. I want to tell me about a horse that isn't doing good, you know? That's right. That's uh, 100% right. They're all, all these grade one horses are supposed to be working good and looking good. <laughs> and one final note is when people ask me, and, you know, you got neighbors or whatever, they're going to the races as a, uh, as a you know, something that they don't normally do but want to do. They always say, uh, you know, what should I look for, you know, in, in handicapping at the races? And I say, listen, if you're not a handicapper or whatever, Pay attention to what the the people there, the the commentators are saying, and then get yourself, when you get to the track, the first thing to do is get yourself a racing program and look at the jockey and trainer standings. Usually the top trainers and the top jockeys are the ones who have the most competitive horses at the meet and work from there, And, and you know, because you can't teach them everything. In the first place, we're, we're learning every day as well. So um, just a couple of quick uh, notes on, on looking at the races, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, just uh, one more comment. When, when I was doing my research for uh, uh, the book Betting on Horse Racing for Dummies, mm-hmm. uh, that's actually one of the things I suggest is for absolute newcomers is to buy a, a track program, take a look at the uh, leading jockeys and leading trainers because statistically the top 10 jockeys win something like 90% of the races right. at that track. And so if, if 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 you don't even, like, stray from the top jockeys and kind of link them up with the top trainers, you're just by accident going to come across a lot of winners. If you're not playing Flavian Pratt or Juan Hernandez, uh, you know, or Umberto Rispoli at, at uh, uh, Rispoli, I should say, at uh, Southern California, you're losing a lot of races. You should be winning. And, of course, needless to say, if you bet Ortiz, and I'm talking about Jose or Irad in most of their races and throwing a little Joel Rosario in there once in a while, you're getting a, enough winners in New York as well. 
And, uh, of course, Irad now sitting on the sidelines. Although Irad Ortiz Jr. right now is uh, on the North American standings, the leading uh, jockey uh, with uh, uh, 185 wins already out of 685 starts this wow. year. Earnings of over $11.6 million. Win percentage, 27% win percentage. Are you ready for the end of money? 59%. Wow. <laughs> in, in, in the nation, top uh, leading in, in the nation. And he's on the bench right now, but uh, he's – and Flavian Pratt from the West Coast. He's got a 28% win rate, 116 wins out of 418 races. Remember, they race uh, less races a day and less racing days in Southern California. And he's been in the money 65% of the time. So, you know – you. I tell you what – uh, Flavion Pratt has really made his name national mm-hmm. with these road trips that he's made to Kentucky and the, the Baltimore and the New York. Uh, you know, people in those circuits are finally seeing the kind of talent that we've seen at Santa Anita and Del Mar for the last bunch of years. But uh, he's made himself known as one of the best jockeys in the world, not just in Southern California. Yeah, and on Belmont Stakes Day, he won the Manhattan with uh, domestic spending, and he picked up a mount uh, on IRAD uh, earlier in the card and won that as well. So, yeah, yeah, you are right. All right, time to get to work. I need more winners, buddy. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, uh, let's go to Belmont Park for a pick today, Ralph. All right. Uh, the ninth race at Belmont is a mile on turf. I have not looked at the weather so long, Mom. Hoping it's fast and firm, and this stays on the grass. All right. But uh, let's try. Let's try the number two horse, Valerio, five to one in the morning line. Um, Michael Maker uh, claimed this horse two back for forty thousand dollars, and quite frankly, uh, the horse kind of disappointed last time out. Ran for the same forty thousand, but just ran evenly under Trevor McCarthy, who's now in uh, Southern California. But I, I like the fact that uh, we, he wheels right back with Luis Saez, mm-hmm. who he's won at twenty nine percent of uh, the mounts together. So uh, this is a hot combination. Uh, Sai is actually only at 11% at the meet, but that's because it's uh, <laughs> it's one of the toughest meets in the world right now with the jockey colony that's in place. But uh, Sai is for maker uh, pretty live for me. So let's go 25 win place, two for the ROI for this horse to kind of wake up today, Ralph. Number two, Valerio, race nine. And uh, Luis Sai is uh, one of the great uh, good jocks, too. He's really coming up. Uh, Sai is doing it. In fact, he's fourth in the nation right now, and his uh, in the money is 48%. So he's uh, picking up, uh, you know, he's picking up kind of behind the Ortiz brothers and, and Rosario right now. But in uh, the ninth race, we're going to give him a winner. In the ninth race, number two, Valerio, uh, Luis Saez, 5-1 to one on the morning line. Ninth race at Belmont, number two, is Rich Ang's pick. 25 win place, the uh, $50 stipend, give him the $2 ROI, two to win on the two in the ninth and final race off of... Uh, Two wins out of two picks yesterday, so let's keep the mojo going. Get Richie simulcast selections right now at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. Covers Belmont, covers uh, Golden Gate, and, uh, of course, Churchill Downs for those of you who can play that. And uh, and a pick of Canterbury, too. Thanks a lot, Rich. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right, you're going to wrap it up with John Lindo. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on your almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas radio program. Now we bring in John Lindo. And, John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. I wish they were running races. I know. It's gorgeous today. It's going to, you know, they've got a little breeze going. So yeah. It's not too hot and not a cloud in the sky. It would be a good day for racing. <laughs> Go figure, huh? Um, well, we'll have to make do with what we have. Yeah, in any case, uh, you do have a Lindo report today covering Belmont Park Racing. I want to remind everybody out there, Belmont has nine races. Late start, five minutes afternoon here in Las Vegas will be the first race post time, 12.05. And you can get the Lindo report covering all the races today at Belmont uh, at the South Point, exclusively at the South Point. Remember, they got a pick six carryover, two nice pick fives. A good betting card today, so we, we have an opportunity of making money with the Linda Report for Belmont Park today at the uh, South Point. And, uh, of course, uh, Jerry's uh, power pages, his power page for uh, Belmont is at Station Casinos. Before I get started with John, I want to give you Jerry's selection so we don't run out of time. Now, uh, Jerry, um, you know, since it's Belmont Park, I'm going to give you two selections. He gave me, he sent me the horses for the selections, and he told me to um, improvise with the link-ups. So we're going to only credit him or charge him for the actual $2 ROI win bet, okay? So in the fifth race, Jerry's selection for the race day listeners in the fifth race of Belmont is number four, Eagle Pass. Number four, Eagle Pass is his play. I suggest link-ups of numbers one, three, and seven and reverse, so Jerry's going to be credited in the fifth race for number four, Eagle Pass, $2 ROI, two to win on the four and the fifth, with the link-ups of one, three, and seven, uh, my suggestions. Now, the next play comes in the sixth race, so maybe you have a rolling double with them. In the sixth race, Jerry likes number four, Mal, Malta, Mal, Maltal, the four horse, anyhow, uh, at four to one on the morning line, number four in the sixth race. And I suggest the link-ups of 5, 7, and 8. And I'm doing the link-ups off of his ratings on his uh, sheet, by the way. So he likes the 4. His pick is the 4 in the 6th race. The $2 ROI, 2 to win on the 4 in the 6th. Link-ups 5, 7, and 8. And again, 5th and 6th races, you have a chance to do a Jerry J double. Uh, The rest, uh, Jerry J's power pages, Belmont at uh, Station Casinos. Now, John, back to you. And I know that... With your Linda report, when you when you do it, especially when you go to uh, tracks that are not uh, typically on the Southern California circuit, that when you do a sheet there, you also update the uh, jockey and trainer standings for folks. Yeah, you know, just like you guys, I I want to get up to speed on on who's live, who's doing well, and who's hot, and uh, just to make sure that I'm not missing a a, a possible overlay on somebody who's uh, on a roll. Yeah, no question about that. Now we know that Irad leads the nation, and he's sitting on the bench for a couple of weeks. And I guess if you lead the nation, he was probably, he's probably the leader uh, sitting on the bench uh, in New York right now. Yeah, despite missing uh, you know, the Belmont weekend because of the uh, injury last uh, Thursday, he's still the leader of Belmont Park. He's got 36 winners. Uh, Jose Ortiz, his brother, is second with 33, and Manny Franco right behind with 32. So they're bunched up right there for the leading jockey at Belmont. As far as the leading trainers go, Chad Brown has taken over the lead. He's got 23 wins. Christophe Clement has 18. And then you have Rob Atros and Wesley Ward. They're tied for third with 12 wins each. All right, that Rob Atros you've got to watch out for, huh? Yeah, he's been he's been a good guy to wager on. Uh, you know, a lot of these horses coming off claims, and you watch him moving them up and down the ladder. He's putting them in live spots. And i got to tell you, uh, John, you know, uh, a name that's not familiar to the folks out there, you still get a good price on his horses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, but uh, I think the, the secret's coming out just because uh, you look at him and, and where these horses are running, mm-hmm. and it just makes a lot of sense. And uh, uh, he's not afraid to be aggressive. He'll drop a horse t- uh, to win, and 
uh, you know, as a horse player, that's what I'm looking for. A guy that I can cash a ticket on, I can bet with confidence. Well, we know right now Wesley Ward is about ready to, I think he's got a stable of eight at Ascot, Royal Ascot, and I'm sure he's over there getting ready uh, for the racing over there. He's had such success over there. But I got to tell you, as far as Belmont Park, they're figuring out uh, that trainer and the jockeys and a whole bunch because the favorites are filthy. Forty-one <laughs> percent oh. for, for the meet so far for favorites, Ralph. So, yeah, well, that's you know when you get the the leading jocks and the leading trainers uh, on the top of the standings, usually the prices are low. So that's what's happening right now. Man, oh man, kind of warms your heart, uh, you know, for us here on race day because we're going to get our, our Woodbine guys back. That Woodbine opening day Saturday. 123 horses over 11 races. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, the, the horsemen up there, they've been very loyal. They've stuck around not knowing when they were going to start. You have to give them a lot of credit. They could have left the, the country and gone to the U.S. to go and race, but they've waited it out, and I, I hope they get rewarded. Uh, that kind of loyalty deserves some kind of, you know, payback. So let's, let's hope they go for a good long run up there at Woodbine. John, let me ask you this. we got that ship and wind thing going to start in uh, Del Mar. And it's to attract horses, more horse population from other parts of the country to come in and compete. Now, I know there's an expense because Del Mar is like an island out there. If you took all of the, uh, all of the uh, you know, state, state lines away from a map and you just put the dots of where the racetracks are at, you'd have uh, Del Mar, you'd have a racetrack in Northern California at, the, at that time, the racing fairs. And then, um, you know, in, in Phoenix, Arizona, although that's up at Prescott now, and then everything else is miles and miles away. But so they're giving them an incentive. Not only they're paying them like $4,000 when they show up no matter what happens, but they got incentives throughout the meet for those horses in those races. Does it not upset a little the guys who you talk about loyalty at Woodbine? What about all the Southern California trainers that have been there? sucking it up and all that stuff there that they see people coming in from other parts of the country and getting all these uh, little perks well you can look at it two ways you can you can think of it that way but in general terms ralph if you don't have anybody to run against then it doesn't do you any good so you need the horses to come in so you can run your own horses and that's the important part and, uh, you know, it, it's not like it's the ship and win is limited to the horsemen on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, me as an owner in California, if I want to claim a horse at Churchill Downs and bring it out to California, I can do it. Right. I can go to New York and b- purchase one and bring it out here. Mm-hmm. There's a horse a racing age sale coming up in Kentucky in July. I could go there and bring it to California. So there are ways, even though I'm based in California, that I can use that uh, ship and win program myself. So it's open to everybody. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is to get some, some new blood out here, fill these races so the horsemen that are here can have a chance to, to, to pay their way and get these horses in action. So I think in general it helps everybody. Oh, now, now, you know, uh, yeah, I threw you that softball to set you up because I did have somebody ask me about that the other day, and I said, well, John, it has l- looked at this from both sides of the fence as an owner in Southern California, along with a uh, handicapper, et cetera. So I'm going to pitch it to him, and I want to thank you so much for your answer because uh, I think it's a good idea, but, uh, you know, I had to ask the question. Well, no, and, and it's, a, it's a reasonable question because you don't want other guys to come in and, and take away the purse money from the local horsemen because, you know, they need, we need them out here to survive. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, a, it's a program that's open to everybody, and those horses that come in, uh, they're racing in their first start in, at Del Mar for a 40% bonus in the purses yeah. uh, from, from whatever the listed purse is. So that, that's a big number. And, uh, you know, you got to think those, those horses that come in, they're going to be spotted for action. You're not going to give a horse a race when you when you get that bonus no. in right there. And I understand that Santa Anita is working along with them where you can actually bring the horses out early so they can participate at Santa Anita and not be penalized of any of the provisions uh, that have the ship and win for Del Mar. In other words, you can I think you can make two starts at San Anita without being penalized, right? That's right, yeah, and it's already happening. I know owner Bob Bone, who's been in California a long time, also has horses in Maryland. Uh-huh. He's already sent a couple of horses out, and they've uh, had a, one, one or two starts at San Anita. He's running for the Sunshine bonus at, at San Anita, mm-hmm. and that does not disqualify him from running him back at Del Mar for the uh, bonus down at Del Mar. So he's got two ways to make added money from purses by bringing those horses out here. And they're here for 
an extended period of time, which helps the, 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 the market out here in California. Well, while we wait for action to return in Southern California at Santa Anita, we have Belmont Park today, a very interesting and competitive card. I think we can make some money on it. And the Linda Report, of course, for Belmont Park today is available right now at the South Point. Post time uh, for the first race, 12.05 here. J- uh, John, give me a winner. Maybe even a Let's bonus play. Why don't I? Well, I'm going to put you on the spot like uh, I do, Jerry. Give me uh, two horses. All right, we'll we'll go for uh, a logical horse and something at a price. Eighth race today at Belmont Park. Uh-huh. Number six, Jalen Journey was absolutely wiped out down the backside at Oakland Park last time. Got shuffled back to last. Actually picked up quite a bit of ground in the stretch after he lost all chance that day. Gets off the rail to an outside post today. There is no speed in this race. Yeah. I think Jalen Journey is going to make the lead. If he does, he is very tough to catch. Three to one on the morning line. I think he's going to bounce back with a big race today. Number five, Jalen Journey, race number eight at Belmont Park. And yeah, then, yeah, uh, you did. Uh, you did it when you started out. You said the six, but in the eighth race, yeah. it is number five, Jalen Journey, right. is John Linda's pick in the eighth race at Belmont. Bonus. In the ninth race today, uh, number four, dressed for the fifth. This horse had a little bit of a trip last time in his debut at Belmont Park on May the 8th. Got stuck behind horses, shuffled back, but he ran on down the stretch to split the field in, in, a, in a tougher maiden special way. Drops in for a tag today. Joel Rosario sticks with the horse. I think there's a little bit more tactical speed if he breaks cleanly. The one-mile distance looks like it's just right. You got six to one with Joel Rosario and uh, Christoph Clement, a very solid jockey trainer yeah. combination. Oh, so, they're hot together, yeah. Yeah, so I think six to one's a fair price. Number four, dressed for the fifth, race number nine at Belmont yeah, Park. Yeah, and Clement has a horse ready to rock and roll. He puts Joel Rosario on there, so let's hope that is the case in the ninth race here at Belmont. Number four, dressed for the fifth. Hope he's dressed for the winner circle. The four in the ninth race. John Lendo's play, his second bonus play. And again, along with Jerry, John gives us back-to-back races so he can do a late double as well. In the eighth race, the five, and in the ninth race, the four. $2 ROI win bets on each of those. Just give me a little bit of a taste of what's on the Lendo Report today that you can get right now exclusively at the South Point free of charge. And, of course, if you're listening outside of Las Vegas, uh, spoil the folks here, just go to todaysracingdigest.com. It's available there as well. Well, all I can say, uh, John, is that uh, it is a good competitive card today at Belmont. We're looking forward to the weekend, that's for sure. we got, what, two weekends left at Santa Anita? Right. Starting tomorrow, just uh, two three-day racing weeks at Santa Anita, then we're on to Los Alamitos. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Well, your almost Thursday, uh, almost Friday, uh, Thursday race day is over with. We're done. So, okay, well, then I'm going to the windows. <laughs> well, you have one more thing to say, though, John, and i I got I to gotta ask you to say that and remind everybody we'll be back tomorrow morning at our usual weekday start time at 7 a.m. Pacific. One more thing to say, John. Have a great race day, everybody. And John's off to the windows. You should be, too. It's a beautiful day. Get your vaccination.